When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We will get to our next guest because he's the coach of the Gold Coast Suns. Been a big week up on the Gold Coast this week. His name is Stewie Yu. Uh, Dewey, thanks for joining us again. We appreciate it. No, no worries. Good morning. Dewey. Tony Cochran is gone. We've we've sort of sung his praises this morning. He's one of my more favourite football people to deal with, Dewey. Just the impact that he's had firstly and, and the hole that he will leave. Oh, I mean, it's been been huge. Obviously, my journey. Um, it's been good this week, just reflecting on on not only our journey together, but uh, you know, Tony's with the footy club, and it's a little bit like you know when you when you're looking at a house, no one talks about who's lived in it; they talk about who built it, and hmm. and Tony's obviously a big part of that for the footy club. And do you feel like he's been one of your great allies? I and mean, we've, we've touched on that this morning and he's always been really strong and, and defensive of your attributes and has, has backed you in. Do you feel like you'll miss that a little bit? I don't know much about the new president-elect. Um, oh, I certainly feel like he has been. I mean, um, you don't get to where I have um, and the club commit to the sort of stability and, and build that we needed to get to this position with a strong foundation without... Tony's buying. Um, obviously, if he didn't believe, then there'd be changes. That's 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 pretty obvious. So, but Bob obviously has been on the journey the whole time as well, and and he's aligned with that. So you know, and, and Tony, as he said, he's not going to be far away. So he's he's still going to be a supporter of the Suns, and um, we'll we'll miss him in in the boardroom, but we'll certainly still see him at the games, or as the players said, they'll still hear him. Joey, been excited about the build over the last two to three years. You've gone from five to seven to ten wins and really threatened to be a, a, a top eight team last year, you get Ben King back this year. Just tell us what that does from a coaching point of view, from a from a magnet's point of view, when you're in a match committee and looking at your line-up to have him back. And I think everyone forgets that he kicked, he kicked close to 50 goals in 2021. What, what's that done for you and your planning? Yeah, well, it's given us some good headaches because obviously with, with Marbior coming in and, and even Levi, you know, like, Levi's had a fantastic preseason again, and and looks fit and sharp, and a little bit leaner, and so more durable. So it's going to give us some options, and particularly, you know, we play Essendon in a couple of weeks, and it'd be good to have a look at how how that works. You know, what's the best combination? Um, obviously, with rotations on the bench at different times, you you can play three tools because when one's in the ruck and your ruck's on the bench, you, you only really end up with with two on the ground at once. So. Lots of options. Um, the main thing is, I think Kingy's had such a good year physically and mentally to prepare himself for for what's to come. Not only this year, but beyond. And you know, I think he'll say he's a, he's a better prepared player now than than what he was twelve months ago. So, so, what have you seen through this this period specifically that that gives you that that view? I think he just learned. He, well, for instance, he hadn't missed any footy. Um, he's just learned how to prepare better. I think the mental side of things that he's learned that he can train to another level, you know, quite often. As we all know, you know, I can I can think back to one running session where I realised you can actually empty out, but you can still find a little bit more for a little bit longer, and then go again. Um, and I think sometimes it takes a little bit of adversity for some guys to find that, and 
you know, some of the challenges that, that Alex Rigby, our, our high performance manager, gave him throughout that time to keep him fresh and motivated, but also to push him, I think, has, has helped him learn how to train, you know, because it's not just how many times you leave for the ball, it's, you know, do you get in the off-legs room and, and absolutely flog yourself to recover and, and, and push yourself to be better, and, and Ben's learnt that. When you take one pick in the in the national draft, albeit pick six, it was a very very high pick last year. You're basically telling the football world that this is the list. We're comfortable with the guys we have uh, on the the roster at the moment. Is this the year, and, and, and why will it be the year, Stewie? If we can have a bit of uh, early view on it, I know it's only the second week of February, and we've got a lot of football to go before the season season even starts. But why would this year be the year to make finals? Uh, well, I think we're ready. We're certainly ready for that. Um, and I felt we were ready last year, to be honest. And, you know, I think we we lost three games under under 10 points that were in our control that, that cost us a berth in the finals. So, look, we're, we feel we're, we're confident and we're going to every game that we can we can beat any opposition. So that's a starting point and it's not false. I know early on in your time, you're, you're trying to convince and you're living on a bit of hope. But we, we felt genuinely that we, we belonged um, at the point end of the season. So, obviously, we get another opportunity. We, we fell short last year. Um, but I think that the group is really stable. Um, the club's stable. And I think that can't underestimate what that feel gives to the players, that there's belief within the organisation and from staff to players, but also players to staff. And, you know, I, I guess my relationship with the leadership group is really strong and um, we have such good honesty about where the group's at. And I, I just feel that they're ready to to play in the big league and, and they're ready to, to test themselves. And I think we've got a great start to the season, you know, the first grand finalist in the first three rounds. So there's no easy end of the season. A lot of discussion about your salary cap and, and their problems that weren't created by you. But now we see Raoul and, and Anderson commit to the footy club. Is that solved? And has it been a frustration of yours that you've seen some pretty good players walk out the door through no fault of your own? Um, well, I don't, I don't think it's ever solved because it's 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 just uh, it's always a, mo- a moving part and it depends on on where you are. But what I will say is that Craig Cameron um, solved it as much as humanly possible in the time frame. Um, and have we been aggressive? Yes, but we've had to um, because we wanted to make sure. And, and like King, you talked about, you know, taking one pick in the draft. We we do think that this is the core group. So we're now obviously tinkering with the list. Um, that doesn't mean there's not, not development to do. The responsibility is on us to, to maximise the potential of this group. So I think it's exciting. But, you know, I think in terms of what we've done with the cap, you know, we, we've made decisions based on the interest of the footy club. And, and some of those have been hard decisions because some people that have gone have um, been really good people. Um, but at the end of the day, we, we've had to try and retain who we needed to retain. Um, but for once, certainly in my time, we've retained people at the right level and and trying to pay um, on performance as opposed to what might come. Mm. So that fascinates me because, you know, historically you've had to overpay. that. You know, probably those third, fourth-year players that have enormous potential high draft picks but haven't, haven't produced the performance to match the salary. So how do you go about that? Because someone back in Victoria or South Australia, if you're Isaac Rankin, will offer them more than they're worth from what they've produced on field. You've got to be prepared to let them go, I guess. Yeah, and and, and at different moments we have let some people go. 
Um, and and some we've put up a fight for, and others we haven't. And then you know that there, there's different stories for each. But I think what what is really important is now the I guess the players that have stayed and and why and at what level is due to the fact of not because of any conversations. It's the way they feel the club's going, and they can see that we're heading towards some September success. Now, how far that is, we don't put a ceiling on it, but mm. they certainly believe, they look around the locker room and say, Dear, we can, we, if we commit here together, we could have something special and, and the rewards will come over a longer period of time as opposed to the sugar hit in your third and fourth year or fifth year. Um, where um, you know, let, let, And also, they want to make it really clear that they're not getting underpaid either. Um, and that's, that's important and, and their life's not any different to what level they're at. So, I think it's a, a mature take from a group of players who are committed to each other. What, what about your own philosophy, Stuart? We, we see what Geelong did last year, and, and it's, I think, a significant shift in the game. We're going to talk about this later on in, in the morning. I think what Chris Scott has, has challenged the, the competition, not just those at the very, very top of the table uh, who are fortunate enough at the moment to be in, in, you know, find themselves in a top four and prelim final opportunities, but... A club like yourself, does it does it challenge your philosophies on the way you've wanted to play the last two to three years to what you need to play in 2023, that high offensive, um, attractive brand of football that maybe takes a risk on conceding some more scores? Yeah, and we, we probably as a coaching group saw this um, 18 months ago and in terms of where we needed to get to. And, and a small part is also, you know, yes, you need to stop goals, but you one of the biggest pressures that I guess some people don't realise is the scoreboard pressure and I think our ability and also coaching to your group's ability and I think we're trying to match our group where they're at, not asking them to do things they can't do and you know, last year we, we got, we, I think we were fourth or fifth inside 50s, we just lacked efficiency um, and that was on the back of being prepared to wear a few heavier um, score lines against but, but we also gave ourselves an opportunity to score and I think last year we scored more freely than we ever had without, um, as you mentioned before, Kingy who'd kick 40-odd goals. Um, can we get better at it? Yes. But um, we certainly released the shackles in terms of that and, and willing to wear a couple of goals to get some. Um, whereas, I guess, previously and certainly early days in, in my tenure, sometimes you're fighting with, with one hand behind your back. So you, know, you can um, go a little bit defensive, but I think our lads needed to... And obviously the system they were in previously was heavily offense, so I try to balance that out and I feel like we're trying to get some good balance in our game and um, pre-season is a great time to work on it. Where are you going to play Jack Lacocious? <laughs> Everyone asks this. Yeah, I think um, we're going to give him a run as, as in the forward line and, and up on the wing. Um, you know, last year he, he had a terrible pre-season. He had injury. Uh, he sort of limped into the season a bit and then picked up that PCL really early on and we tried to work through that and and then he had the Sydney game where I think he landed on that particular knee in the wrong wrong angle about four or five times. So um, we're looking forward to him. He's had a, a fantastic pre-season. He's super smart. Um, he's done a power of work on his kicking, you know, which I think which I think was needed. Um, but we're looking forward to seeing what he can do. He's such a mobile player. Um, we're excited by what he can bring. I know we've got to let you go, but I just want to give, if you can, just give us a quick overview of your pre-season and, and if, if there's been a standout or two that uh, you really think's staking some claims for an opportunity early? 
Um, well, overview is, you know, our, our lads are super, <laughs> I know everyone said we're super fit, so we've been allowed to do um, a lot of football. Um, but again, again, alignment through the footy club in terms of our, not only our list build, but also our physical profile build and heavy running component a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, slowly we've turned that into to gameplay. Um, now we're obviously in a holding pattern. I really feel... It's funny, the players are ready to play now. Um, so we're in a little bit of a holding pattern. We had a camp last week. But some guys who have stepped up, and a lot of it's based on maturity, another year in the system. You know, Sam Flanders, I feel, looks more like he's got more composure with the ball. And you know, some players, when they come in, they look a little bit rushed, and then slowly they start to look more comfortable. And Rowley's had a good pre-season. You know, he, he hasn't really had a pre-season. It's been uninterrupted. and So he's had a great pre-season. So... Look forward to him playing um, a different, a different energy and a different level this year. Um, Noah Anderson's just, oh, he's a he's a freak. Um, he's mature. He's a leader. Uh, he drives standards. And Tuke Miller has just got better. Um, so I think you know we we're all good. We're undefeated. That's what uh, at the moment. So I think as everyone says, but it, it is a great time of year for guys to physically and mentally get in great shape and. And you see that development, and and then we're all sort of just waiting. Let's waiting for the test. You know, we're mm. we're hungry for that test, and we want to see where we sit. Dewey, thanks so much for your time. You're always yeah, generous with us on what has been a big week for the footy club. Good luck, mate, and hopefully we can speak to you throughout the year. Absolutely, no worries. Go well, mate. Gold Coast are going to take on Essendon in their first practice game. That's Thursday, the 23rd of Feb. Then they're going to play the Giants on March the 4th. They'll open up their season in round one, March the 18th, versus Sydney at Metricon. Stewie Jew, our guest. It's Fireball Friday.